All right, I know, I know. You guys probably felt thought I fell off the earth or was abducted by aliens, which for 2020, I wouldn't be complaining at this point. Like, I've really been looking for some type of Uber situation where, you know, I can bounce into a different dimension or something. Hasn't happened yet, still here. Just been extremely busy, extremely busy. Um, spiritual maintenance, you know, I like to throw that out there. <laughs> but it's not a lie. It's not a lie. Um, there's been topics that I felt were important to talk about, but life has been, again, did I say busy? Yeah, super busy. But this topic was something that I really felt needed to be addressed. Um, it's been very helpful for me in my ascension and process of up-leveling, so hopefully it can assist you. So, prototype. When you say that word, other than the wonderful Outcast song that's also been redone by several other artists, Prototype, that's kind of the basis of this whole podcast. The phrase specifically in the song or the lyric, I hope that you're the one, but if not, then you're the prototype. It kind of sets the stage for what I'm going to talk about. So... In different um, theories and schools of thought, you know, we're told to put energy out to attract what you want. Law of attraction, manifest, scripting, prayer, all of these practices tell you to put out what you want to attract. What is it that you want? What is it that you're looking for, right? So there's major things, somebody who is compassionate, somebody who, uh, I don't know, won't hit me. You know, there's really major things that pretty much everybody would like, common decency. But then there's some times where some things you don't even know you want until you experience it that can really, really define what you're looking for. And again, that's where the prototype comes in. And even, and even if somebody who has any background in research and development, that's the whole process, right? Research and development, development of something, an entity, um, even in storyboarding and whatnot, character development. There's also there's always that area where you're learning more to develop something to a higher standard. So what does this look like in regular everyday relationships? Now, in relationships that aren't the best, we learn really quickly what we do not want, right? And I think I've said this in previous podcasts as well. Um, The relationship that I was in that was abusive and then even some other ones from the past, one of the biggest learning lessons learning lessons one of the biggest lessons that I took away from all that was I was able to identify what I do not want in a mate what I do not want in a relationship right that's kind of easy to to experience once you've experienced it you're like "Mm -mm, I'm not going back there I don't want that again let me progress forward 
But what about interactions where you're presented with something or an experience where now you are seeing or learning different things that you didn't even know you wanted, but now that you've experienced it, you're like, oh yeah, if I'm building a prototype, I need this, 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 and this as a part of who I want to be in a relationship with. So the example I'm using, I'll use the name Chris. I'll use Chris as an example for the name. Say the individual comes onto the scene and is able to accept you at 100% you. How refreshing is it to find somebody who accepts you at 100%? Because let's be honest, right? We're going to have a little moment of transparency here. And if you can answer this, honestly, yes, then I'm giving you a virtual high five, up, 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 right? But let's, let's really look at even in some of your more healthier relationships. Has there ever been somebody who you are 100% authentic with, and that person accepts you at all of it? There's never a, could you be a little bit quieter? There's never, do you have to be so bossy? There's never, why are you such a control freak? There's never a, why don't you smile more? There's never a, that's not funny. Stop making dad jokes. Like (laughs) the person accepts you at a hundred percent. And not only do they accept it, like, they like it they get it and the reverse of that is you get them at a hundred percent like you might refrain from saying something to other people out of fear of being judged or called geeky nerdy or somebody who doesn't get what you're saying to where you can freely discuss whatever's on your mind and that person is here for it tell me more And it doesn't stop at that level. It even goes down to where you might have some things about your personality that you find concerning or you feel might be a concern for others that that person balances it out. For an example, my issue with anxiety Um, and just being nervous. I tend to be nervous and, and just want things a certain way. And that's just a part of who I am. But having somebody or a partner who says cool you know so when you're going through that or having it whatever I got you like I'll talk you through it when you're having an episode I know how to respond to that so you feel safe and that's really what it comes down to having that emotional vulnerability but feeling safe to sit in it because for a lot of people It's not necessarily a fear of being vulnerable. It's the fear of not being safe, not having a safe environment for that vulnerability. So it puts you in a situation of hiding parts of yourself. It puts you in situations where you feel you need to keep your armor on. As I quote my soul sister, Nicole, who 
will be a guest on one another podcast where we talk more about this. Keeping the armor on and not fully exposing yourself to the other individual. And when you do this, is that really a relationship? Or when you start to feel you have to hide parts of yourself to keep the peace, is that really a healthy relationship? When you start to feel more comfortable talking about things or doing things with other people versus the person you're in a relationship with out of fear of being judged or, you know, called names or labeled, is that really a relationship? And it's something that you really have to do some investigative work for yourself. What exactly is it that you need to feel safe? And as most, a lot of you know that I work with um, crime victims, specifically trauma, uh, trauma and things of that nature that cause long-term effects. Safety is huge in human relationships. And if you don't feel safe, then, like I mentioned earlier, the ability to be vulnerable just isn't there. And when there's not when there's not a level of vulnerability within a connection, is it really a connection? So what is it that you want? So here's the question for an assignment. If you were building a prototype for your mate, what would that look like? And for those of you who are already in a healthy relationship, that's outstanding. Does that person, you know, was that person 100% authentic or is 100% authentic and vice versa with you? Would they fall into a line of what your prototype would be for a mate? And if they do, you get a virtual high five. That's amazing. But I know from my previous interactions and relationships, what I thought I wanted that's really not that really wasn't it what I thought I wanted and was and did receive you know in some of these relationships it's what my awareness was I wanted what my field of awareness was so what does that mean I y'all use the example um sense of humor I want somebody who has a good sense of humor But what does that mean? A a good sense of humor compared to what? Described as what? You know, there's not any behavioral aspects or examples attached to that. And anybody who understands the whole law of attraction and scripting and things of that nature, you have to be extremely specific (laughs) when you do these things. Um, And that kind of falls in line to the example that I'm using, the Chris example. Um, Does scripting work? Yeah. Uh, Putting energy out there and everything else to attract? Yeah, that's straight science. Do you have to be extremely specific? Absolutely. You could be delivered somebody who meets all that criteria and then some because again I'm only writing or or building off of my awareness 
but at the same time you can be presented to this with this individual at the wrong time so i'll let you all fill in the blanks there being presented the right person at the wrong time um can do a lot of things for me it would i was still able to learn exactly what i want down to behaviors that before my prototype list probably would have been uh, I want him to be this, I want him to do this, I want him da 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 but very broad. Like I said, I want this person to have a good sense of humor. I want this person to sing to me. I want this person to da 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 But it gets so much more than that. It, you have to get to so much more detail than that. Like, I want this person to sing to me, but what if they sound like a dying frog? You know, so, <laughs> and if anybody out there sounds like a dying frog, hey, I'm sure there's somebody out there who loves that. But on my prototype list, nah, I kind of want somebody to be able to carry a note because I sh- kind of can. So, you know, balance. But um, you also have to be willing if you want someone who's able to, you know, step into those characteristics and what you want them to offer you that you're able to offer the same, right? So let's jump into actually the experience of having your awareness expanded to where you're like, wow, I can be 100% authentically me And this person accepts that. And not only do they accept it, they get it, they match it. And they feel safe enough to be 100% themselves. And let me tell you, that's an experience. That's a level of intimacy that's not physical. When you're able to be who you are at your core with somebody else and not be afraid that if I say this the wrong way, they're going to get upset. If I do this, they're going to call me clingy. If I do this, they're going to say I'm this. You know, it's it's like having someone to understand you at a soul level is the most refreshing experience that you can have. And I really can't explain it in words. It's something that you would have to experience yourself. Um, but what that did was expand my awareness to... Yeah, you know, this person is definitely the prototype of what I'm looking for, minus the bad timing. (laughs) Again, you have to be very deliberate when you're praying, putting it out there, manifesting, whatever you want to identify the practice that you use. You have to be very specific. Um, But what it also did was highlight what I will no longer tolerate in relationships because before and a lot of people have done this is when a relationship fails yes you definitely have to take stock in what occurred and there's a podcast for that too about you know your baggage you have to unpack you can't just jump from one relationship to another without unpacking to find out a what worked what didn't work 
where the fault was because there's faults from both sides. There's never a relationship where it's just one person's issue. You know, there everybody there's you have to unpack it. You have to unpack. So once you do that, you know, then you can say, well, this characteristic, I like this. This was good. This part was good. This part was not. And sometimes you have to really get honest with yourself to look at yourself to say, you know, I need to forgive the parts of me that felt I deserved this treatment. This is specifically if you're coming out of an um, unhealthy relationship. Because sometimes you don't know that something's unhealthy until you're presented with something that is. Sometimes you're not aware of how damaged a connection is until you're presented with something that's not, that's healed, that's healthy, that's strong. And once that happens, it changes your perspective forever because there's never going to be a time where you're going to want to go back to that unhealthiness because you start to learn it was not necessarily you that was the issue. It was you plus whomever that was. And an example would be, you know, some of the lessons that I learned during that whole experience, you know, of being in a connection where you are validated, where you're seen, not just physically, but you're seen. I see you. I hear you. At a soul level, is it's a different experience. And the lessons that I learned from that was, it was never that I was too needy I was desiring the wrong one. It was never that I wanted too much. I was asking the wrong person. It was never that I wasn't enough. I gave the power to judge away to someone not prepared for me. It was never that I was unlovable. I was just loving the wrong person. It was never a fear to be vulnerable. It was a fear of being hurt. And it was never of a rejection. It was wanting separate things. And again, you know, it does take a lot to move away from relationships that are not the best for you, that aren't meant for you. But it comes down to asking yourself, how long am I going to stay in this in the space where you're not happy? Now, I know people might be listening saying, well, I have bills, I have this, I have, you know, the kids, this, that, and the other. Those are all valid concerns. Definitely something that you would sit down and work it through. But at the end of the day, you and only you are responsible for your happiness. And wanting, it's a question of, are you willing to sacrifice that? Are you willing to sacrifice being happy because of this, that, and the other, right? And some people are. Some people put time limits on it. You have to do what's meant for you. But the purpose of the podcast is to understand that, to get very clear on what you feel you need in a relationship, you want to be very specific. 
not just on what you need, but what you don't want and what you don't need. And sometimes we have a lack of awareness on what it is we truly need until we experience it. It's kind of like given opportunities to use skills, right? Sometimes you don't know you have a skill set or a talent until you're provided an opportunity to use it. And it's the same type of thing within relationships. Sometimes you're unaware that you need this type of response, that you need this type of energy until you actually receive it. And it's like, oh, that's why these didn't work out because it wasn't the right fit. It wasn't the right vibration. It wasn't the right whatever, right? I'm a square and I've been trying to push myself into a circle this whole time. And it's nothing against the circle. It's just two different things, right? Two people on two different pages and two different books. So once you find your other square, and I know I'm using square, probably because I've been called that before, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> but um, once you find your other square, your other nerdy, geeky individual, then you're like, I'm home. I feel comfort. I feel safe. Where in other, other arenas, like I felt something was wrong with me. And that's only because I was not accepted at the level of 100% of who I am. Now, does this mean all relationships that fail, you know, it's the it's because there's lack of acceptance? I'm not saying that at all. Everybody has to do their own work. If you have poor communication skills, that has nothing to do with the lack of being accepted, that you have poor communication skills. If there's issues where responsiveness is huge for me like if I'm taking time out of my day to check in on you to text you to call you I feel it's common courtesy to respond you know that's important to me for some people that's an issue for some people that might not be a big deal but for me that is a big deal so obviously if I'm going to be at 100% with somebody that person's going to understand that that's a big deal for me so and and the individual I'm talking about was just as responsive as I am which that made me happy I'm like okay I'm being heard I text they respond they text I respond it's not rocket science but for some individuals it might be not necessarily rocket science but not as important to them so your prototype that's your that's the homework for this assignment what exactly is your prototype and even if you're in a relationship you know what about that person makes you happy what about that person if you you know the characteristics you could actually choose they have like again to feel safe is a foundation in any relationship because once you have safety and love as the foundation you build off of that and and you don't have to be a hundred percent like the other person um it was in my experience we were very different i'm introverted the individual was an extrovert so for anybody who's saying well we have to be a hundred percent alike 
not at all. Not at all. Um, at one time, I thought introversion, I, I thought that I could not be with somebody who was an extrovert. Like, I had to be with another introvert because I don't feel like talking all day and I don't want to go to all these crowded places and jump from place to place. But that wasn't the case at all. Um, when the our two energies were in sync, I talked more. He listened more. You know what I'm saying? So it was like a balancing out. Um, the, um, I was able to learn how extroverts do certain things. He was able to understand how introverts do certain things. Like he understood that when I got home from work, from work, or there was a time where you know if I had to do something or a lot of peopling that day, that I'm going to need time to distress. I'm not going to be available to talk or interact because I need a moment to get my space back to being in the introvert's way. And he got that. And I was shocked when he was like, oh, I don't need to do that. I can go straight from a group of people to a group of people and I'm just fine. And I'm like, what? I literally have to go off by myself and just zone out for a second, right, to recalibrate. So it was also a learning experience. Um, But again, being very specific on what you want and getting very clear on what you want is, um, is necessary. But the challenge is, if you've never experienced it, how to open your awareness to that, right? And and that's difficult because never in a million years would I have said, um, okay, here's my prototype for the mate I want. And the first line would be an extrovert. Like, <laughs> that would have never... <laughs> That would have never been on my list until I experienced it. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe, maybe I can, maybe. Now, could it be that there's a soul connection with this individual? Absolutely. And I tell people this all the time. A soulmate connection is much easier than a twin flame type of connection. If you are not willing to do the work, If you're not willing to do, you know, the patience of back and forth and back and forth and frustration after frustration, twin flaming is not something that I would recommend. I would definitely say a soulmate connection is much easier because it's more of a compromise where twin flaming, you're kind of competing with one another on certain things. But that's another cast for another day. So bottom line is when you are working to the use the law of attraction when you are working to uh, bring in whomever the mate is or or, or the mate that you would like you want to be very deliberate Um, you want to be very clear on what you will not tolerate you know we spoke about this before where your boundaries are um, what your red flags are what your non-negotiables are you want to be very clear on that and on the other side on your prototype side right you want to be very detailed on what you're looking for um or what and even if it's a situation where you don't know what you're looking for then focus on what you want to feel 
Because sometimes, like I mentioned earlier, it's not a situation of being able to identify behavior characteristics and things of that nature because you haven't experienced it. So you're not even sure if exactly that's what you need. You know what you want to feel. You know what you want to feel. Um, some, some feelings you might want, you know, you want to feel loved. You want to feel accepted. You want to feel heard. You want to feel seen. You want to feel safe. So starting there, if, if you don't really know, okay, I don't know exactly how somebody can make me feel all these right now, but I know this is what I want to feel in the connection. And that's really where the biggest power of attraction happens. It's not the words, it's the emotion behind the words. And even if you've read Conversations with God, that's even in that book as well. It's the emotion behind the words, the emotion behind the prayer. That's where the energy source is, is the emotion. So if you don't know, you know, what characteristics you want, what what behaviors are looking for, you do know what emotions are how you want to feel when you're in a relationship. And that's what you want to focus on. So all of those words to say, be clear on what you want in a relationship and what you want to experience, what you want to feel. And once you experience it for the first time, it's extremely hard to go back to those areas where you weren't experiencing that. So it's kind of a double-edged sword, especially in my situation, because being presented with all of the prototype elements that I didn't even know I needed, but in the wrong at the wrong time, um, just gave me a lot of lessons. It gave me a lot of lessons, which I'm very, very happy about. And hopefully some of this will help you who's listening to this. So again, the takeaway is be clear on what you're wanting. Be clear on what you're looking for. But also be clear on what you won't tolerate. Be clear on, you know, you don't want to get in a situation where you are just tolerating somebody because it's normal for you, because it's familiar, because you might be missing out on something that's what you're really wanting to call in because you're too afraid to leave a situation that's become familiar. Um, So yeah, it's a part of doing the work. It's a part of getting clear on what you hope to experience and also know that what you're asking for, be willing to do, be that person for somebody else. So hopefully this was helpful. There's going to be a part two to this when I have um, Nicole on as a guest and she can kind of give more um, action steps when it comes to being vulnerable and prototyping, (laughs) prototyping your relationships. But um, you have to have an awareness of what you want so you know what it is when you see it. And again, it doesn't necessarily have to be about behaviors in a checklist But it does need to be based on how you expect to be treated and what you want to feel, what you want to feel in a relationship. So 
hopefully this helps. And I promise it will not be another month or two before I do another one. I'm getting my life together. So I'm going to attempt to get on a better um, consistency level. Will I promise you? Eh, the Sagittarian me is like doubtful. But I'm really going I'm really going to try. I'm really going to try. So you guys take care. I hope everybody's safe and well. And look, 2020 is almost under wraps. So we've made it this far. Let's keep on trekking. All right. Take care. Bye. The air we breathe, the water we drink, the soil that grows food for our families. These basic elements are essential to healthy, happy lives. America's corn growers think so too. Across the country, they're pitching in every day and doing the work to produce food and fuel that is healthy in a sustainable way. Go to ncga.com to learn more about how corn farmers grow a more sustainable future for us all. That's ncga.com. Did you know if you pay your nanny or sitter more than $2,300 a year or $100 a week, you owe taxes? When Care.com HomePay does your nanny taxes and payroll, we make sure to find all the tax benefits you qualify for, up to $8,000 a year. From tax filing to payroll, Care.com HomePay has it all covered. When you sign up for Care.com HomePay, we handle your nanny payroll, W-2s, everything you need. Try our service for free for the first month. Go to HomePay.com to get started.